sorry, what I was thinking is I went into Morrison's this morning and this lady still too scared to take her mask off um, for various reasons, you know. But then she's got the customers coming through the till point and sneezing and coughing and what have you. And, you know, so she didn't want to take her mask off. So she said to me, um, what's it feel like to have your mask off? I said, oh, I didn't have it on. <laughs> like, a, you know, to, at the very start, I might have worn a visor. But that only lasted, you know, as soon as I realised I could go in without one on. I just didn't wear one. Um, but so it was no different for me. But, yeah, she said, no, I don't feel confident enough to take it off yet. And um, so, yeah, it's like you don't, if you're not in a work environment like that, you don't have that same perception as anyone that is, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of cultural conditioning and cultural programming that comes with you know, Western society. And I think that coming to Earth as a place of learning and growing for our sole purpose, I suppose, um, knowing ourselves and, and really feeling that we have a sense of interdependence or even independence in our capacity to think for ourselves, to feel for ourselves, to be our own leaders, to, yeah, be sovereign, to take responsibility for our own navigation and not be, therefore, through that capacity to be able to think for oneself, not be so prone to all the fear-mongering and all the, yeah, to me, that sounds like this lovely lady is just very confused and she really doesn't actually know who she is. And, and there's a lot of people that are coming out of this societal machine with all the dedication and all the conditioning that have no idea who they really are. They are basically just programmed humans with very predictable outcomes in terms of their behaviors, their interests, and are their interests really, really theirs, or is it kind of just marketing spiels and advertisement and, and all of that sort of stuff? And so we are all born into that. So it's kind of challenging to see that there could be anything different. And a lot of people on earth at the moment, they didn't come for a soul journey of a hero's journey capacity or, or expanse where... A lot of people just came here to to experience life on the earth and life in a westernized compromised state of, of of being where we think that we have to work and we we operate on these notions of time and and there's so much lack and scarcity in in those ecosystems in terms of thinking and believing and which then causes behavior to become very controllable or at least it can become very predictable yes and um we are just you know how i see it we're we're we're, we're kind of like 45 degrees off target uh it's because we we've put the economy at the tippy top of our you know economy is our god money yeah. is our Money is our savior, um, and we're happily enslaving ourselves to that. Yeah. And we've created institutions that have self-formed 
called the government mind. You know, look it up what government means. Yeah. And it's there to govern our minds and to take care of things that we actually together could totally awesomely do ourselves. And yet we kind of, through a whole bunch of traumatizational experiences, we kind of we kind of feel that sometimes it's nice that there's somebody else out there, a big daddy looking after us. Well, that big daddy is also big brother. And is it really looking after us the way that we, you know, for me, it all comes down to self-sovereign navigation. It's just that simple because that's the truth of who we are. We are each sovereign human beings of this earth. And we either navigate in that way or we don't. And it's a choice and that may not sound nice, but it is. And if we want to reclaim our sovereignty, because look, to say the least, we have been programmed in school with a whole bunch of scientific nonsense, a whole bunch of economic rubbish. We're being asked at the age of five, what do you want to become? How about just being who you are and celebrating the youthful, and, and, and inspiring and curious nature of children. Everything is being homogenized. It's being kind of put together in boxes and labels. And through that homogenization, there's a, a, also a process of segregation happening. And this is all affecting all humans in these Western um, ecosystems. And what it really does, it makes them stop to think for themselves. And they, they are actually, and this is the bottom line, because that's in the essence all that there really is to choose. This lady that you met this morning, she's just living on fear. Yeah. She's just scared. And all fear is ultimately all bound to trauma. And so until we study what human nature is, and that that is supposed to be our wholeness, our sovereignty, a sense of freedom in the fullest form. Um, we carry no shame. We carry no guilt. We carry no blame. If those kind of areas are not felt to be lived as such, well, then we carry trauma. It's just that simple. And that's where we then get an opportunity to work on ourselves, which is great. You know, during this past year and a half, I think there's been more people than ever on earth that have really had to have a stern look at themselves. And it's great. You know, is my life really working? Is what I was sold as a fantasy really, really doing it for me? You're absolutely right. Um, we went, Oh, well, I don't expect you know her, but Sue Stone, she's um, she was on Secret Millionaire. Well, I know we're talking about money again there, but like 15 years before that, she only had £10 in her purse. But she's gone on to write a book about live, laugh, love, or live, life, love, or something. Um, and we went to her house the other day. And that is, you know, she has created a really, and it's like Louise Hay, you know, um, you know Hay House, Louise Hay. Her traumatic first story when she started off, I mean, in her life, she didn't really, um, 
get going until she was 60 with, with the life that she created. But the life that she created was absolutely incredible. And she was a world leader in helping people become more positive and love life. And, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't heard so much about that lately. But obviously, that's the type of thing um, that we want. Joy, peace, love, happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when I went to her house the other day, there was a group of us, you know, it was really nice because we haven't got together like that for a long time. Um, and there was no talk about all that that's going on. And it really was just a really loving meeting. Um, mm. No fear whatsoever, because not one of us have worn masks or whatever in that time. The whole group that was there, you know, all we're all on the same page. So it was a very nice coming together of like minds, really. Yeah. Have you seen on your page, I think it was, I saw, but I'm not really sure where it was, but you must have posted, uh, or I imagine you did, or that New Earth one that you've got, your your other page anyway, where there was a gathering and it said, stand up for your rights, Australia. So I don't know if it was in Australia, but literally it looked like there was millions of people all around the edge of a sea. Did you see that one? No, I'm, I'm, I'm but I mean, no. that's, you know, I saw another one in France where they're all rising up now, um, and they portrayed it as being between 1,000 and 4,500. Well, anyone with a brain could see that there was like more like a million, if not, you know, literally thousands and thousands of people gathered. Um, mm. So it is happening more and more, do you think? Oh, yeah. It's um, the way I, I look at it is that, and, and I've studied this for myself for the past five years. I've really questioned what's the root cause of all of this? Why are, why are we humans doing it the way that we're doing it? Because I wasn't happy in, in my societal framework. I left and traveled around the world a couple of times, got married, had children, and, and that didn't necessarily um fulfill the the fullness of me in in my searching for answers for truth for essence for for real soil for real ground that that has a that has a different take on reality and life than what i was brought up with and i'm not dismissing the value of other people's lives in those ecosystems and environments it's just that I felt that it was compromised and I've looked at where, where that, where's that all coming from. And so it's, it's known as a mind virus and it's really is that our humanity is just sick. We're just really, we're just really not doing what we're dreaming a really bad dream. And, and, and that ultimately, because the nature of all of life is syntropic. And humans are the only beings that can actually cultivate something that you could call entropic, which is creating more chaos, more disharmony, more more dislocation, more bifurcation, more segregation, separation, and, and splitting off from the interrelatedness of our relationship with life, with nature. We're fully dependent on her, on this planet, and... You know, we, we can't necessarily go and, well, we could if we wanted, 
go and blame ourselves for the society that we've created because it's not really helpful to go and do that. What we can do is start taking responsibility for the world that we want to create. And for a lot of people, that's a very daunting kind of scenario. And, and that presenting itself is, is a big question mark because we actually thought that reality was what it was about a year ago still. Oh, this will just, you know, pass. This will just, no, this is, this is a byproduct of humanity actually having been progressively sick. And, and in that sickness, there are some psychopaths that are um, seeing this as purely a business enterprise, an opportunity to expand on power. And so the sickness is around this false notion around money and, and the false notion of power power and control and that's something that in the heart of hearts of humanity will never pass and the rude awakening that comes with that is that we kind of have been asleep so to speak just thinking that everything was honkadori meanwhile there's all sorts of distortions being seeded and planned so it seems for us to participate in and um, I've looked at this from a very in-depth personal perspective in terms of finding out where all that trauma sits and how you can trace it and how you can resolve it. And then I've looked into the collective extensively as to where it comes from through time. And, you know, these are conversations that maybe your audience isn't necessarily open to hearing about, but... Um, the, uh, the tribe of Judah is an interesting one, if everybody um, ever wanted to look into Judaism. Um, and, and not to point fingers, but again, that's where a lot of the, the mind virus origin can be really traced back to, is some really fundamental distortions in their belief systems. And the way that I've summarized that is in one word, and it's called human damage. And human damage is very simple. It's grown-up human beings, and they practice fantasies as if they are reality, and they don't comprehend that they're not reality. And so we have this artificialized, created dream world that we think is real. Money is real. Time is real. Power is real. Success is real. And really, they're all just human-created fantasies that actually... If you go to the indigenous people and you tell them what you do in, you know, your part of the world and you try to explain it, they'll just look at you. And, and then we deem those people uncivilized. Yeah. But we are the ones that got domesticated. And so there's, there's a lot to learn and remember about human nature, about our... What, what natural justice is for starters and what common law is, what sovereignty is about, what freedom is about. And I feel that if people have a clear understanding or a clearer understanding that our civilization was already entirely sick before this whole theatrical production kicked in. If we ever wanted from a spiritual perspective, go, to go into the 5D and go into the awakening and the great awakening and all these beautiful spiritual concepts, um, 
that world that we've created is not going to come with us. And so the, and, and we're addicted as, you know, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> to all the products that it provides us. Yeah. And, you know, there's in numerous studies and, and so much good documentary material out there in how we're totally hijacked with this digital warped reality. And that has a direction. That is going somewhere. And the spiritual new earth isn't going to contain much of the distorted, wasteful, consumeristic, blindfolded navigation that has been predominantly exercised through the, the wave of consumerism from the 70s, 80s, 90s, new millennium. Um, we were all kind of formed into it. And now there's children born into it. They're not even questioning it. Yeah. But you know there was a time without mobile phones and Wi-Fi and Zoom Absolutely, room. Absolutely, yeah. And so has life really improved? Um, happiness indexes actually totally plummeted. And depression is ultimately only rising. People aren't even coping anymore. And so the uprising that we're seeing is, is people emerging out of a sleep state. And, and I have a feeling that if we actually want that great awakening, then we haven't seen anything yet. We need to see a lot more. And that doesn't sound pretty, but we... Ignorance doesn't excuse anyone from their responsibility. You know, you can't say, well, I didn't know. Therefore, I'm excused. It doesn't work like that. Um, and this is a very, it's a very complicated scenario. And, and I can unpack it um, in, in different ways for people if they're curious what it is that I'm actually talking about. But if people don't have a comprehension that the world that we came from before 2020 was actually not a healthy world and it wasn't on a trajectory at all to cultivate this new earth. And so we're going to be losing a tremendous amount of people. I'm not here to be a sage or uh, be a visionary around, you know, to a Nostradamus on people, but I, I am very, very, in tune with what's going on in the collective pulse. And there are millions of people over the next 12 months, millions upon millions upon millions, that are not gonna be here anymore because they all lined up. They all thought, they all lived in fear and they thought, I just want, I just want to go back to normal. Just, just give me the thing. Not thinking for themselves what's in the thing. Well, the government is looking after us because, you know, we're, we're all being scared into a very premeditated and pre-planned scenario. You know, people may want to look up event 201. Um, it's nothing new. It's just very confronting. And so my, my offering really for people mainly is how to navigate this. Because we can go into all the rah-rah about how, how we all got here. And it is relevant to understand, but not in the details of what happened last month or the year before or who Bill Gates is. Because Bill Gates is just executing an agenda that is part of his the eugenicist agenda that his grandfather started. So 
we're, we're talking about transgenerational psychopathic hand down of trajectories that are just bred. That he was born into that. He, he doesn't think that that's anything wrong. Psychopaths don't actually have a real conscience. So um, they, they often actually believe exactly the, 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 the extreme narcissists. So they just totally believe what they actually promulgate. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, in a, we're in a very interesting situation globally. And it's great that humanity is rising, but it's going to take a lot more because we're, um, we're having people coming to the streets and then we're having the police that are also people coming to those streets to go and fight the conflict while people are actually responsible. It's, it's all humans. It's, it's one big human story. It's very how, how do we resolve that in a way that is... Mm. Yeah, it's very much what Franco was saying last night. We, it, none of us can say we didn't know. Our soul knew exactly what we were coming to do, what we're here for, and what we're doing. Um, and it was all contracted, and we're just seeing that contract out, whether we're conscious of it or not. Mm. But there is no excuse to say, I didn't know. Because every one of us can know if we look it up. Yeah, yeah. We've just been kind of... Culture to be lazy, culture to, oh. you know, the whole Hollywood entertainment industry wasn't set up just because, isn't it great to have entertainment? That got put into motion and, and people may want to look at what the, um, the um, Zionist underpinning of that is and what happened really in Germany when they tried that for the first time. And they started really actively perverting um, people's minds through means of entertainment. And um, that's a big story. It can be a big rabbit hole. But Hollywood is um, nothing more than just um, 2.0 from what failed in, in early Germany in the 1920s, 1930s. And then it got in, entirely annihilated. It got banned. It got totally kicked out of the country because it was seeding tremendous amounts of damage in people's orientations towards each other. And after the war, all of that settled in, in America. And it became, you know, if you know what Hollywood means, no. holly is a tree. And the wood of the holly tree is used originally by those that are spellcasters, sages, mages, whatever you want to call them. And so holly is a type of wood that is um, best known as the wood out of which staffs were made so that spells could be cast. Oh. It isn't just... A nice sign on the side of the hill. Now, this is this is part of the dream spell. It's part of the whole cult programming people. You know, the advent of the television, you know, we all think it's great because we get to watch our, our games or we get to, you know, view what we want to view. We can see giraffes in, in, a, in, in, in Africa or, or kangaroos on National Geographic in Australia and you don't have to go there. Um. And so it, it comes with a lot of expansion, 
But you know, if you pull the word television apart, you know, tell lies to the vision. It was it was designed in America to be a means by which the population could be programmed. Hence, there are programs. Um, they could be programmed to relate to reality in a way that the government would feel is beneficial for the growth and the success of the nation. It's called propaganda. And we've just called it entertainment. Mm. And so we're, we're coming out of a very, very warped um, scenario. And what I see is, is most relevant is people finding their ways to really start reconnecting with themselves, with their inner truth, not all the blah, blah, and the stories and the belief systems, because belief systems, they're not actually yours. They're not actually mine. My belief systems, I keep annihilating them and deleting them and destroying them because belief systems are programmed beliefs. They're a system of belief. They're not true. They are just what upholds our fruity land and that's what i call it i have a fruity land everybody's got a fruity land and a fruity land is made up of a whole bunch of rules and a whole bunch of ideas about what's right what's wrong what's good what's bad what i like what i don't like what you're allowed to do what you're not allowed to do and all of those rules have all come about as a means for us to be able to feel that we are safe that we are can be certain that we therefore can be secure and that we therefore can feel that we are capable of navigating because we know. And so there's another strand of this that weaves into this before all of this kind of entertainment industry started really kicking in. You know, we all don't like MTV for the younglings, for the children, because we know it's just satanistic, imagery it's just it's just really really bad bad information for people's brains but it goes all the way back down to the philosophical era you know wasn't it descartes that says i think therefore i am whoa wow amen had a great thought and he discovered that he exists because he thinks this is it's all bogus we exist because we feel, but we ended up in the glorification of mind through all the Newtonian and Masonic sciences. And that has created all the educational materials. And so we're, we're a long shot off from actually connecting in with the, the deeper essence of our humanity. But as I said, we're only about 45 degrees off because <laughs> If we're, if we're looking at this as being the reality that we need to fix, we actually just need to turn and just start working towards. It, it's a return more than anything. It's a return to the land. It's a return to harmony. It's a return to peace. It's a return to sovereignty. It's a return to freedom. Because we have traveled so far on this train that was promising us great, you know, never-ending expansion and growth of the economy. And, and it hasn't delivered, and it's not going to deliver. That train is actually a bridge built without another end off a cliff. 
and it's just gonna that's where it's gonna go and and it's not easy for people to look that far into the future because we just want the now to work out um the now is a mess yes but in the now is the only time and the only place where the opportunity for change exists not in the future and not yesterday so it's about coming back to the present moment and working out all right we're in a mess what are some small ways that i can in my own life cultivate peace harmony love and and sovereignty and in most cases in western countries people have to actually speak up they actually have to get onto the streets because it's getting absolutely bonkers yeah. governments having fantasies of going and knocking on people's doors and force force injecting people like that wasn't what the nuremberg code stated but we have collusion we have we have a, a sick governed mind we have a sick media empire and we got sick psychopaths with way too much power and money that are on a trajectory of self-fulfilling greed fantasies and and we're stuck in the middle so to speak but as the pressure builds from a soul's perspective this is the time to grow this is the time to wake up to take responsibility for ourselves and and start cultivating meaningful authentic relationships in which we can actually feel that we are supported and that we are supporting other people because we haven't lived a life with well many people haven't lived a life very rich with deep authentic relating going on in their relationships because it's not been part of the culture no but i can tell you one thing since last year all of that started changing yes all the old friends that actually were just kept because we didn't want to get rid of them well it became really clear that there's a whole bunch of them that we don't even feel any need to ever speak to again and if we see them we'll say hi and and as we let go of that a whole group of new people and not like huge amounts but quality people of a similar frequency are finding each other are connecting with each other so in all of the chaos and all of the dystopia there is always beauty and that is because we as humans are wired for that we're not wired for the ugly we're wired for beauty for for co-creation for collaboration for assisting for supporting wonderful yeah absolutely i love listening to you that is so if you were just waking up you know because there is still people obviously still waking up to all of this and i didn't want to look at it you know i think i said to you last time i certainly didn't want to look at it for a very long time and it was yeah. bit by bit you know different speakers different scenarios i found myself in where i was given an opportunity to hear the sort of things that were going on um and then finally there was one particular event that happened where where i couldn't but not wake up really once i was led to watch something on a screen and yeah. it, and there was too much evidence of what was shown that i thought that that's there's got to be something to that but not only that because i was led to this chap's website then he had 
you know, video after video of so many different events that I never even questioned, you know, the Manchester bombing, the um, Boston Marathon bombing, all of those things. I had never questioned that. I was shown it on the TV screen and I believed it. Yeah. So, but there was so many um, on his on his website. And then I thought, well, you know, that can't all be wrong. That just and so that went on that I actually went to see him in person at an event. And what amazed me there, because where I used to run my events in person, it was all ladies that would come along, ladies, you know. But at his event, there was like well over 400 men there. <laughs> it was just such a shock. So the men know, don't they? A lot of men really are interested in in knowing the truth of, I think. You know, it was such a shock to me because I'd only really had women come along. I mean, I always welcome men and we did occasionally have men come along. But, yeah, that was such a shock to me. Obviously, there was a good amount of women there as well, but so many men, yeah, which was marvellous for me to see. So good. Yeah, the, the warrior in, in men has the capacity to really awaken during this time. And, you know, the reality is nobody wants to be fucked over. That's just, you know, yeah. it's, it's just that simple. And so at some point, people realize that this is not right. At some point, however disconnected we may be from our inner knowing, our inner pulse, our inner feeling of what is, what what, what is right or what is, whatever we want to call it, that there is an, an inner voice that at some point just says, "Okay, this is enough." And unfortunately, we kind of are being pushed into that. Okay, enough moment. And um, it's it's a glorious opportunity to shine. Yeah. You know, what an amazing opportunity. You know, we can wallow in the like, oh, shit, I wish I knew this earlier. But um, there's that, only, you know. Yeah, exactly. We found out at the exact right time. It's no good to berate ourselves. One thing that did go through my mind when I, years ago, probably about six or seven years ago, I had a, a lady come here and did a workshop about seraphim angels and she explained to me because that oh no so it must have been five years ago because our dog was a puppy then and we were all stood in the kitchen watching Monty outside in the garden and had a beautiful cherry tree and he was jumping up taking all the cherry blossom off of it you know finding that funny and we and we were all saying oh he's only a puppy you know like in the sweet and all that and we could look at him in the moment of what he was doing. And she said, that is what we should look at every being, whatever they're doing, in awe and wonder at their learning, their learning about life. And I'd never really thought of that because, like, really, you know, I know there would be others that would be saying, stop that, you know. But we're just saying, oh, and I think I mentioned to you again about Robert Holden when he said about, you know, holding a baby up and everyone going, ah. Oh. And if you hold it, held a man up at 40 years old, would everyone go, ah? Oh. But that 40-year-old man's doing the best he can. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so that sort of thing. We, you know, just look in wonder at the world rather than judgment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we ended up with. We lost our our ability and actually our innate curiosity 
And that just got programmed out of us. Yeah, we, we had to think about what we were gonna, going to become. And, and then we had to go and get good test results from our, you know, learning at a place called school. And so the curiosity slowly but surely gets eroded, but it never goes away. We are actually each very curious and open and explorative human beings. And it, that's what human nature is. That's the original innocence, so to speak. And that doesn't mean that it's a, um, an innocence that isn't resilient or that is like that childlike innocence. It is an innocence that doesn't judge. It sees the world for what it is. And there probably, and there have been millions of people that, that know the simplicity of all of this. It's, it's actually all so simple. Yeah. And, and yet it looks to be so complex. Yes. We just have to shift our focus and, and we can only do this within ourselves. That's what I've noticed. So that's why I haven't actually been out there that much trying to get other people to, I have to do this for myself first. I have to really train myself in a sense, deprogram myself to get out of judgment to actually become open and curious, to actually, you know, what's, and, and the challenge is that when we actually explore what judgment really is, because it's easy to see a little puppy being all nice or a little baby, as you say, but um, what judgment really, where it really comes from, again, it's just trauma. Yeah. So that has to do with what I call fruity land. And fruity land is just a realm in our head that is just full of judgments. Don't like that. Don't like that. That's not nice. I, no, don't want that in my life. No, that's not right. That's better than that. This is not as nice as that. That's not as expensive as this is. And look at this. That's different than that. And we're just all just in this mind game, just making our boxes and kind of storage facilities for ourselves about all of our beliefs about everything. And really what I found is that that's not freedom. No. So if human nature is being free, that means probably that there is no preoccupation or occupation in the thoughts with others. Why would I be occupied with others, with what they're doing? Why would do I need to judge that? Well, I don't need to, it's a choice. Well, where does it come from? Well, I am trying to define myself, and this is how I used to do it. I tried to define who I am in the opposite and the reflection of what I say I'm not. So I would walk around every day without knowing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, those shoes, nah. yeah, oh, those pants, yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, uh, nice jacket, but, yeah, a uh, bit too big. <laughs> judgment, 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 judgment. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I, oh, I like that. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm also not that. That's not figuring out who you are. That's, that's spending a lifetime in a world looking outside of ourselves to see pictures and images come back to us, showing us, what we're not. Well, I never found out what I was until I went within. Mm -hmm. And I stopped myself from all this peripheral judgment about pretty much everything. And I actually worked out, why am I doing that? I was trying to keep myself safe. 
I was trying to prop up an identity about myself. But real authentic human beings don't need an identity and an, an ident about themselves in order to know who they are. They just are like the puppy. They just exist. They are just free. And so my question has been, how do I get back to that original freedom? How do I return to that space of being where I'm not preoccupied with what she is doing or what he is doing. And I can just see humans for being humans and seeing that, oh, wow, that's nice. She's, she's choosing to dress like that. Oh, that's nice. He's, he's, he thinks that having a very loud engine under his car is really, you know, something special. Instead of going into this like, eh, eh. Because that never got me anywhere. No. And it's training. It's real training to stop that. Um, but it's so rewarding. Oh, because then, then freedom really becomes available. It's just acceptance and life. Yeah. 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 I feel that if we're born in a society that's actually not healthy and is mentally not well then it is very logical for us as human beings to have to go look for ourselves because we couldn't find it in society with all of its it wasn't it wasn't in there and some people get stuck in that rattle thing for 40 50 60 years yeah and others leave a little bit earlier to go and find themselves to go on that hero's journey but that's and brave it's brave to do that something it takes courage, and there are um, numerous accounts of how relevant it is, because if we don't do it, see, the thing is, this has to do with why our soul came here. And some souls came here to just have a very modest 3D experience in the oh, matrix. I've got someone at the door. Sorry, you carry on. Yeah, great. So good. So, yeah. Some people have come here to just do their, the, the simple 3D life. And others are here that, and their soul, their spirit has come here to break through and out of that. And the beautiful thing that I find in recognizing the hero's journey within, that that's where life really begins. And yeah, it is a choice, but we have different words for it. Um, some call it the midlife crisis and other people call it the, the, the quarter life crisis and all of these crises, whether it's an accident or whether it's a, a job that you got fired from or whatever the event is, it's, it's a call to call to self-discovery. It's, it's a call to something is coming into our world that is disrupting everything. And then we have a choice. Are we going to succumb to the impact of that? Or are we going to rise and take that leap in faith? And this is sadly where we in our Western culture haven't really given as much as we can and could to that younger generation where we really say to them, you know, whatever it is that you want to be doing, just know that I've got your back. Um, whatever it is that you you know, is alive in your feelings, just know that it's all welcome here and we're just here to support you. 
I didn't get that. And that's okay because that caused me to leave the Netherlands. It's a beautiful story of how I got to free myself from that place and in that really follow the calling of spirit. And that's what I see is different and unique about every human being is that some people come here for that 3D experience and, and they never grow tired of it. And they know there's shit going on and they know it's like, yeah, but it's just like they didn't come here to resolve that or even to go within to resolve that. And, and then there's those that actually, they said, wow, can, can I come to earth? And some souls probably had to, you know, do the straw drawing. Like, you know, you get the shortest one. Oh, you get to go. Um, you know, there's there's a, a, a belief in the Lakota tribe um, on Turtle Island, America, that the souls that are here now have each fought to get here. Because the uniqueness, the uniqueness of this this world that we have is just it doesn't exist anywhere else in existence. If you want to upgrade your soul, come to earth. This, this is the hour. This is the day. Um, because the opportunities that we are provided with here are, and, and, and really the opportunity there is, is, is a very unique one. Because we as, as a species have removed ourselves so far out of the natural order that that creates so much chaos and so much distortion and so much madness and so much insanity and so much pointless consumerism that all doesn't lead to happiness. And so to come into that ecosystem when we're actually wired for love, connection, abundance, peace, freedom, collaboration, elevation of art, beauty, consciousness. Um, wow, want to talk about... a an epic, epic school to, to come. Wow. Earth is it. And I, I think it's actually a university degree that we're all getting out of this. How good did you do when the madness became apparent with resolving it from within? How did you show up for your fellow human beings in your awareness? Did you just keep judging them? Did you, you know, a lot of people may find it very hard to have any compassion for those that are actually the psychopaths driving this madness. But that's where the mastery probably really comes in. Yeah. Because, you know, and it's not that I want to go and love and hug them. They're not open to that anyways, um, because they're psychopaths. But I can find their reflection in me. Yes. So whatever it is that they are doing that I disagree with, that I am angry with, yes, I'm saying for those that feel called to go to the streets, by all means, go and do that. But also look at what is there as a story. And um, I think that we have the best army of souls on the earth at present. And some of them have signed up to check out. And that's to create the counterbalance. Yeah. What, if, what if all humans just said when, when Uncle Bill came out with his crazy fantasy about, you know, putting 
injections into people and then all humans were just like well <laughs> no put that man in jail yeah um put him in a rehabilitation camp and, and you know what all of his cohorts just we don't want that what what if we had eight billion people just just got up said nope not doing that no we're, we're happy working paying taxes and doing that but we're not going there well that didn't happen we actually had quite the opposite where people were like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, we better, we better. Yeah. And, and they are the real volunteers. You know, if you want to talk about a human experiment, which is what is taking place on Earth anyways, yeah. um, we're in a, in a, in a hyper-activated human experiment. And um, I'm really happy that I'm doing my part in my way. Uh, and then I'm not one of those that signed up to just um, get to uh, two of the shots to feel safe. And same here. Yeah. Yeah. Because that doesn't, well, my indications are that those people are not going to be here for very long. They have just shortened their own life substantially without knowing and that's very sad and there's things that can be done about it and that is relevant and um that's something that i may want to share if anybody is listening to this is like well i know friends that you know regret that they did it um i've made a recording on my podcast and it's called calling back your soul because that's really ultimately outside of everything that we're talking about, this is just a spiritual reality. And I don't like to call it spiritual warfare, but it kind of looks like it. It's, a, it's, 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 a, it's an experiment to see if humans will rise and reconstitute their soul power. And those that don't, they kind of give their soul power into this madness yeah and so to get back in line with our spirited nature is really really relevant so if anybody ever asks you for that if they're listening um i'll share with you a link because that that can be really helpful because there's no point talking about all of this without actually extending a hand absolutely you know and there's also some say there's a twist within the towers that are very bad you know there was talk about the towers are really bad 5g but there's a twist in the fact that that might come through as tesla healing energy for anyone that's had that i don't know at this stage it could go in whichever direction your dreaming is putting most of its plasma most of its love force most of its energy yes. and that's not wishy-washy stuff that's really just, it's a choice whether you want to subscribe to the paparazzi of fear or whether you want to subscribe in your mind to the plethora of opportunities to feel love, grace, peace, hopefulness, inspiration, um, freedom. And, and that may seem really crazy, but you and I can just close our eyes at any given moment, any any given moment during the day, except for when you're driving, and we could just find some stillness. 
you know, we're, we're, we're so wrapped in all of this, and it's all here. Yeah. And it's about just dropping into self, into the body, and just doing some deep breathing. It's like, it's never been more relevant. That's, that's what I can say. Well, that's the truth. I'll, we'll finish in a minute, but if I can just ask you then. So if you're a young man or woman that's got a mortgage probably or, you know, lots of bills um, and a good job, but actually love the thought of the life you've sort of found for yourself, where you're finding yourself, and they would love to be finding themselves, what would you offer to start as a starting place for that? Start forgiving yourself. Start forgiving yourself for everything that comes up as a thought that is related to shame, blame, guilt, hurt, sadness, of what you should have, could have, would have. I like to say that the should have, could have, would have people, they live on a different planet. They're not part of my fruity land. Because we should, we could, we would. It's all like sad that we didn't because we could but or we should have. And start just freeing yourself from the ongoing recurring thought patterns. I should have done this. I could have done that. I would have done this. And just start looking at it. It's like, you're not helping yourself by blaming yourself, shaming yourself, or guilting yourself for any of that. So start cultivating forgiveness towards yourself because the only way that anybody's going to become free is through the practice of self-love. Yes. Oh, self -love, I totally agree. Self-acceptance. Yes. And then, because it's actually easier to probably start forgiving other people, the harder part is actually loving ourselves because it's like, oh yeah, he did that. I can forgive him. And it's like, it's a feeling-based process. And forgiveness is a very relevant, very relevant component in actually being able to clear the road ahead that your life, your brave new life could begin to take shape in. But if we are stuck with resentment and blame and judgment on others and ourselves, that's just keeping us in this place of self-abuse. And that's really what it is. Do you want to abuse yourself? And because it is a choice, because we have free will. And we may not say that we have free will in what the government's fantasies are. No, but you have free will in terms of you ending your war with yourself within you ending your abuse with yourself within, because that is a choice. And that's where free will is the best place in terms of, in relation to sovereignty and freedom, is the best place to start cultivating um, reconnection process. Because if we don't do the forgiveness part, and if we don't use our will, if you're not willing, it's not going to happen. So first of all, check in with yourself if you're willing. Are you even willing? If you're not willing, that's fine. 
Because then you're doing what you want to be doing. But if you're not doing what you want to be doing, then will something different. The only way out is in. Brilliant. What a wonderful end to our conversation again today. It's been very different today, do you think, Sovereign? <laughs> Yay, yes. Very different and very, you know, whatever comes through, it's what's needed. I always trust that whatever we need to say, you know, needs to be said, will be said. So I think it's been a wonderful conversation. It's great. Yeah. Now I'm 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 getting more and more comfortable being on the screen. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's part of um, it's part of the whole process of the hero's journey. And it, it, one thing that I would like to say to people, um, if they if they want some meaningful entertainment, um, go watch Finding Joe. Oh, I've got it. Yeah. And watch it 10 times. Just just get rid of anything else. Just watch that 10 times. And don't watch it as if that's something that's happening for other people. Watch it as if that's happening for you. And how would that be happening for you? Identify with the little soldier boy in the movie and see yourself as that. See yourself as all of the characters that are being played out so that you can discover that there's more to life and there's more to reality than really what we may have confined ourselves to. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Wonderful. It's years since I've watched it. I'm glad you've said that. I'm going to watch it again. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and as the hero comes back from his big adventure, what does he return to the community? And that's the gifts. And so that, that will be revisited when you watch it. But that's one of the reasons that I'm wanting to share and speak because I've I've gone there and it's been raw and it's been crazy and it's been scary and it's been all that guilt, shame and blame stuff. And, um, and it's an ongoing work, but I'm, I'm doing all right. Living very meager, very, very small. Um, and yet I live a very rich life. Wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much, Sovereign. Blessed to know you. Yay. Let's connect again, Jackie. Yes, we will. Yeah, and I must get hold of the chap you said, an unusual name. Shay. Yes. Yes. I need to connect with him, you said. Yeah, let's let's connect you in. That that we'll we'll um we'll do that. And I'll have a chat with him as well. All the three of us, yeah. Wonderful. Thanks so great. for offering. Yay. Speak again. Lots of love. Lots of love.